<sighs> All right. Okay, now. <laughs> now we're done. Okay. Now we can do it. Don't rush us, Bobby. <laughs> we need to get I scared. would never. <laughs> he could just start the intro and we'd have to shut up, right? Oh, I wouldn't put that past oh. you guys to stop, okay. you know. No. <laughs> just mute our. <laughs> That's true. We just ignore you. From the Animal Loft Studios in Del Mar, New York, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. This week, the end of everything, as we talk about uh, what we want to do, maybe not as a fantasy, maybe not quite reality, but uh, somewhere in the middle, where we want to end up when all is said and done, not in the ground or as a tree or shot into space, but those golden years, those retirement years, those years after a long day like today, when I really don't want to go to work tomorrow, we're going to break into that with several of my favorite co-hosts here, uh, starting in the Stick Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Anne with a plan, I assume. Lundholm, good evening, Anne. Good evening, Bobby. If you don't want to go to work tomorrow, just be like me and take the day off. Woohoo! It's tempting. It's very, very tempting. <laughs> I'm a little bummed you didn't call her Anne with the retirement plan. Okay. <laughs> my answer is going to shock you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have written a script first in Money Pit Studios with an opinion about my introduction. Detroit, Michigan zone. <laughs> Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Very opinionated. Good evening. <laughs> I wouldn't have you any other way. And of course, no shy shortage of opinions here from the middle-aged momish studios in Austin, Texas. It's Hillary, the H bomb Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. I think you should have called me the mother of the sleigh queen. Uh, yes. <laughs> More on that in a minute when we get to small talk. Uh, followed like by the your mother mailbag. of dragons. <laughs> yeah, I yes. think so. I think that's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think that works. I'm going to call you Hillary, mother of dragons, but then I'm not going to know if that you know this podcast suddenly takes off in a whole different corner of the internet. <laughs> yeah, God. Small talk followed by our mailbag and your meal prep tips, then medium talk, and how you can get involved with this here show. Oh, and I skipped T. She recommends, of course. We'll do all that together, but first, New York City, Hillary. Get her and I saw you there. You did. <laughs> New York uh, City. <laughs> uh, you know, guys, all I wanted to say the whole time I was there, like, hey, I'm in New York. I got a gun. Let's go to a Broadway show. But I thought maybe <laughs> that wasn't like the best idea. Uh, so I'm going to announce that. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, uh, Miss Slay Queen herself, who actually just got braces today. She's not happy. Um Bridget and I went to New York last week and we had a great time. It was a grand tour of New York. I was exhausted by the end of it, um, but we had such a good time. Okay. These are my like top things, not top things we did, top, top things that I like noticed. One. It was for her birthday. Sorry. Yes. To it, well, yeah. I mean, I, so we've decided or I've decided instead of giving her presents, we give her a trip though. <laughs> this is way more expensive than any present I would actually ever yeah, give her. I don't know that I ever Skinner got a birthday present that would cost more than a trip to New York. 
but you know it's kind of a present for me as well I hadn't been in a long time um yeah I hadn't been since before the kids were born so we flew up Thursday um and one thing that I'll notice is that I noticed is I'm never flying to JFK again it's too fucking far out it took forever (laughs) to get into the city um you know the difference is LaGuardia doesn't have a train right so I know I know and we didn't but we didn't take the train because I was like whatever we just want to get in and then it was fine. It was just Bridget almost threw up in the car, and I was like, please do not throw up in the taxi, oh, please. Um, but then we met up with my friend Maggie, who came up, um, who used to live in New York, um, and I asked her to come up because I really don't know anything about New York besides having been there before. I'm just kind of like, I get kind of overwhelmed. And she's really good at, like, New York history, not just being like, this is where this took place or whatever. She really knows, like, a lot about the startings of New York. So she was like our little history teacher throughout and knows her way really, really well around the subway and just walking around. So that was fantastic. Um, um, so on, on Thursday, we really just walked around a lot. And then Friday, that was the only day that I'd had something kind of planned. Um, we went to the natural history museum and I really wanted to go to the planetarium, which we did. And it was very cool. It was, I really recommend it. It's not that expensive and it was just, it was awesome. I was, I love a planetarium and it was well worth it, worth it. You know, we did all the touristy things. We walked the high line, um, on Friday night, we went to see wicked, which I was like, Oh, it's kind of dorky, but you know, it's a good first Broadway show for a kid. And we had really good tickets and also not cheap, but it was awesome. And you know, because if somebody sings really well, it makes me cry. And so when, you know, at the end of, um, I was crying when she sang Defying Gravity. The lights came up and Bridget and Maggie looked at me and they're like, why are you crying? And, I was and like, that's your cue to make, <laughs> make Hillary ball. Yes, I will. <laughs> Defying Gravity is a hard song. I, I Well, M- Maggie said, oh, you know, that'd be fun if like Adina Menzel was here. I said, I don't know if she could hit that. That's a tough song to sing because that's for a... a a young person who has the energy for that but she the woman who did it Alyssa Fox I think is her name she was really 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 good everybody was great in it um and then on Broadway really oh shocker although I will say (laughs) and this is like fine it's Broadway it comes with the territory so the the sort of like tertiary character the guy that is in love with Galinda, but he's sort of like not the main guy. You know, Fierro's the main guy. And then there's, I don't know, his name is like Bao or Baz. I can't remember what his name is. He was the only one that was played by an understudy, which, who, whatever, it doesn't matter. He was like, but Galinda, I love you. And I was like, girl, you do not love her. Like, this is, <laughs> come on. Um, but anyway, everybody was wonderful in that. And we, we had a great time and then saturday uh we woke up and some fella from albany came down uh some scam artist oh god my goodness sounds weird so yes bobby and bridgie and i met up and we bobby and i are poor planners we're like where should we go to brunch and i just kind of found a place and bobby had you you'd heard of it or you been to one before yeah it's it's there's a few locations and i had been, I was familiar with a perfectly fine brunch option, except that every brunch and breakfast and lunch place in New York right now has a two-hour wait all the time. Yes. yes. So we put Bobby and I tag team. We each put our name <laughs> on, the, on the list. And they said to both of us, oh, well, they said to Bobby, it'll be 10 minutes. And they said to me, 45 minutes. It was more like an hour. What? Yep. Um, you know, it was 
whatever. It gave us a perfect opportunity to go to the M&M store because it's all Bridget wanted to do, um, yep. which was, <laughs> you know, she got some M&Ms that say Bridget slays. Um, and <laughs> do you, do, are you comfortable disclosing the price of that uh, 10 ounce cup of M&Ms? I think it was $25. Oh, my God. Well, that's my really, well, this is my old lady. Wait, go ahead. It, it was nineteen ninety nine or something plus tax, but then they also yeah. tricked you into buying the bag. Of course. They were like, do you want them? I'm like, yeah, fine. I'll buy the bag. Yeah. Um, well, what are you going to do? Say, Hold them in your hands? <laughs> and, well, they well, won't they, melt. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about New York, and this sounds like Austin's not a cheap city. It's not like I'm used to everything being so cheap. And this has been said a thousand times. New York is so fucking expensive. And I feel like every time I was turning around, I was, and of course we were tourists and I, you know, I wanted to have a good time, but if you really were truly to live there, the only way to do it is to be rich. Like you can't, it's so, it's such a hard city to live in yeah. and to be able to pay for stuff to make your life easier. is like the only way to do it because otherwise, I mean, man, it was, yeah, uh, it, we spent, we spent some money. It was great, but we spent some money, but Bobby and, and Bridget and I had a good time. Bobby, what did you think of Miss Bridget? That was that wasn't the first time you had met her, but it was the first time as an eleven year old you had met her. Yeah, we we spent you know quality time together, <laughs> laughing at you for getting hand sanitizer on your ass. I did get hand sanitizer <laughs> on my ass. I backed up into a wall and they had an automatic hand sanitizer like on it, and I just heard like squirt, and I was like, "What's that?" And it was like a bird pooped on my butt. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that's pretty funny. We had yes. a blast. Bridget was clearly enjoying herself. She got a big kick out of the M&M store. I tried to make M&Ms that said, that said Will's an asshole, and the machine <laughs> wouldn't let me. Rude. Uh, yeah, right? And then yeah. uh, she was very excited to tell me about Wicked. And at one point, uh, Hillary had left the table, and so the two of us were at brunch without Hillary. <laughs> and she's telling me about Wicked, and... Uh, how much she enjoyed it and we pause and there's sort of a lull in the conversation and she looks up and she just goes so do you want me to tell you more about wicked (laughs) 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 and i said yes bridget then she just went right back to it it was great so it's like you silence when you make fun of me and you're like she's just gonna keep going (laughs) if we let her keep going yeah you two definitely share an allergy to dead air and i appreciate that Only uh, when we're looking at our various devices are we um, silent. Yeah. Yeah. But we got her a cocktail at brunch, and <laughs> she was very happy, but then didn't drink most of it. So that was, you know, you're not Ugh. completely the same. Yeah. But um, that was great. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and I got to meet Sam, and that was really yeah. cool. It was it was brief, but Sam was lovely. Um, yeah, Sam was. It. She's real? She's a real girl. <laughs> I've it's met true. her a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> She's yeah. not Bobby's real. Canadian wife? Nope. No, no, I'm not. I couldn't get that lucky. She's got Canadian family, but she's not. Um, yeah, uh, Sam was in town. Or we went down to the city for the weekend because Sam wanted to go crash a conference that she wasn't actually attending, but that a lot of her colleagues and friends were. And so we met up with them at another bar a couple of blocks from where we had brunch, where they were also having food and drinks, uh, Sam and a colleague of hers, an old student of hers, actually. And so we've got a great great group picture where half the people really do not know the other half of the people in the picture. It's perfect. <laughs> We're all hugging. Oh, best friends. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, no, that was great. It was a good little, I like to see Social people. media is a lie. Yeah. I know. Just, yep. We're best friends. Just that friends. one, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm trying to think. Saturday, 
We went um, after we departed uh, Bobby and Sam. We walked to Brooklyn. Um, I was like, I really want to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Just, I'd never been to Brooklyn before, and it was it it was rainy that morning, but then it ended up being a really pretty day, and we walked across. And the thing that made me laugh so hard, it was packed on the bridge. So we were kind of just like, let's go, let's go. You know, it's a pretty. It's not. I mean, we walked across the Golden Gate Bridge. That's a lot longer. This is the Brooklyn Bridge is pretty short, but um, I they have these like. I don't know, like for tourists, you stand on like a platform and it maybe spins you around, like does a 360 and then there's a camera attached to it, maybe your camera. So it'll take a picture of, you know, the view. I don't really understand it, but whatever. But those people that are selling that, they're they're all playing the same song. So every like 100 meters, you would hear it in New York, uh-huh. concrete jungle, which like everywhere, every single time I passed it, I was like, I can't listen to the song again. Like the song like, it's, it's not 2009. I cannot hear the song again. Well, but, I think every pedicab I saw in Midtown was blasting. Welcome to New York from Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, well, you know, um, yeah. not one of her best, but not yeah, at so all. We, um, yeah. So we, I had Brooklyn was great. Like I understand why people, I mean, not that I didn't understand why people moved there, but, but my whole life growing up, it was just always about Manhattan, Manhattan, Manhattan. But Brooklyn was, you know, a little bit quieter, but it's so convenient and there's a little bit more space and cute I like streets. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Um, though Maggie lived there briefly and she, not briefly, she actually lived there for a little bit, but she had moved and she said the rent for my apartment now, a two bedroom apartment is six thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a well located, but it's not like it's a doorman building or anything. You know, it's just as near a train line. So, I have some friends who live in Brooklyn, and their rent, gosh, they moved there in like twenty fifteen or something, and their rent is a thousand dollars a month. But wow. they lived in Flatbush, which, oh, which is an undesirable little, yeah place. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was. Uh, rent controlled so yeah this is Carroll garden so it's like right there like right you know mm-hmm. basically you walk off and it's there um so yeah i mean it was a lot of food a lot of walking around um on i did take a buffer day which i was very happy about because i was so fucking exhausted i woke up i mean i made bridget go to school because i'm mean but um i <laughs> she's I, young. I, I she's yeah come on get it together but i when we woke up I got her off to school and then I was going to go to a workout class or something and all these ambitions. And I just immediately fell back asleep. I was like, I can't do this. I was so tired. I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, it was a great trip. So next year, Dave is a little bit jealous. So I said, you can do it next year. Maybe take her to, she was like, maybe daddy will take me to Maine. And he was like, I don't want to go to Maine. I mean, I like Maine, <laughs> but like <laughs> gone to Maine my whole life. So we're trying to come up and Rory needs to go somewhere now too. So anyway, good trip great times glad i did it i'm glad very 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 happy to have a regular weekend this weekend i mean i guess he he has risen but i'm kind of ignoring that (laughs) fact so (laughs) he's risen indeed (laughs) i'm not saying anything does he rank uh, does it rank above or below great wolf lodge Oh, a touch, oh a touch above. No I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so much more. So God, so much more above. Oh uh, just to round out the New York talk. So we were there for two days. We spent most of that time not with Hillary and Bridget, although it was lovely to see them. Um, 
we just ended up walking back and forth through Midtown about a billion times because our hotel was just south of Times Square and all the people we wanted to see were just north of Times Square. Um, but uh, I will mention, so this conference was at a big fancy Marriott, the Marriott Marquis, right in the middle of Times Square. And I have to say, for a place uh, where it's very hard to get into buildings very far in Times Square, like all the hotels and stuff, they're, they're pretty well monitored and you need a key card to go up a bunch of the elevators and things. We um we crashed this reception at Sam's uh, thing with no badges and no security checkpoints wow. and and we got we so free open bar drinks and food and uh, an acrobat yeah. hanging from a thing pouring champagne into glasses and what it's it's like it's like what they got is the ballroom with one of those prepackaged themed night dinners oh. and there were thousands of people there's a big conference for uh, ophthalmologists and related specialty people like sam so it's a big doctor's conference so it, they went all out and so i ate my weight in dumplings i didn't pay for <laughs> hey fun and free beer and uh yeah i have pictures of a trapeze uh acrobat or whatever hanging from some some uh curtains basically pouring champagne and you know messing I, went people. To, I went to a uh restaurant in seattle pink door maybe Chris, you would know. And they had one of those acrobat people. And I was like, wow, okay. All right. Yeah. They had another woman uh, walking around in a rolling dress skirt, sort of, that had champagne flutes on it. So you got your flute from her, and then you went over and had it poured. And it was a whole thing. Yeah, it was great. Um, And yeah, really low security. So I've decided that from now on, if I ever need a bathroom in Midtown, (laughs) the Marriott Marquis, just go up to the conference floors and wander around. The next day, uh, on Sunday, we had checked out of our hotel. We we had a little bit of time to kill in the afternoon. So to figure out what we were going to do next, we went back to the hotel, even though the conference was over, and just went up to the conference floors. And it had all been flipped overnight into a University of Michigan undergraduate recruitment event. Oh. And we still <laughs> used the bathrooms and hung out in the lobby, and nobody cared. <laughs> well. Uh, and then we realized we had about four hours, really, with no plan, and we were exhausted and sick of walking so we went to a movie theater in Midtown and saw a matinee of John Wick 4. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> but have you seen John Wick 1 through 3? Did you know uh, what was actually, happening? Actually, yes. And I wow. think you probably would be lost if you did. I have a strange soft spot for the John Wick movies. They're stupid. You and my and husband. They're, and they're incredibly violent, of course. Um, but Keanu Reeves is just so charming in them. Yeah. He really is. They're, I heard he absolute... said like 300 words in this. They're like calculated how many, like how much he got paid per word. Probably. And it's like... a two and a half hour long movie. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was about a half an long. hour too long. That's too yeah. long yeah. for an yeah. action flick. Every freaking movie is three hours long. I don't really understand it. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, tomorrow I just bought us tickets. I'm going to see uh, the cinematic masterpiece, I'm sure. Super Mario Brothers, but that is this really Hillary, good. Because uh, it's getting really good reviews. <laughs> well, and it's also, but I'm happy because it's also 90 minutes long. I'm like, great, fantastic. I can do 90 minutes. You know, we, the kids haven't seen. We like to go see movies in the theater, and there really hasn't been like a kids movie since freaking Puss in Boots, which is was fine. But yeah. <laughs> Minions didn't do it for you. You know, 
I hadn't <laughs> seen the previous one, so I didn't. I didn't really. You were lost. <laughs> I was a little lost. I'm but, just shocked that you're going to cross John Leguizamo's picket line. I know. <laughs> I know, and I do love Bob Hoskins so much. R.I.P. But you know, I'll go do it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm becoming more anti Chris Pratt as I get older. Well, like, I have yeah. no time for that dude anymore. I know. Well, it, you know, he's totally going to run for something. He just, yeah, he Ew, gives me gross. the heebie jeebies. Yeah, he but... is. Um, Mary- Hang on, I'm making a, I'm making a note of everybody who's now anti Chris Pratt. Can we take a vote? <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, I, I've been asked me. to report back to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's just a big <laughs> dummy. Sign me up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him when he dumb was opinions. like. Well, I liked him when he played like an actual dummy. You know, when he was sort of like a dumb dumb, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's sort of charming. And now it's like he's all jacked, but also like, you know, loves to pray or whatever. I mean, I don't <laughs> he's all jacked and loves to pray. <laughs> it's a terrible combination. <laughs> Happy Easter. Uh, all right, Meredith, you played D and D. Oh my gosh, did I ever, you guys. Uh, I didn't think I would ever do this, but I did. And this is a direct result of the um, Discord group that I mentioned last week, question Mm -hmm. mark. Mm -hmm. Whenever we talked about Discord, um, they do a lot of meetups and there's a and d one. And Gregory's gone a bunch because he's played, like he's a seasoned D&Der and I... Uh, was curious about it. I'd never played, but I'd listened. Like, I've listened to all the Adventure Zone, which mm-hmm. is the McElroy boys. Which, you know, really gives you a thorough grounding in yeah. the rules of <laughs> d Very confused about how it worked <laughs> after listening to that. Um, and he does, Gregory plays virtually with some friends, and I've listened to, to that um, plenty of times. And so I was just sort of curious. And they do like a very a beginner friendly um, intro game, like one off, because a lot of times it'll be a campaign where it's like a long form story that you work through over the course of several weeks. This is just like a one off, like get familiar with the rules and make a character and just see how it works. Um, And so we went to this nerd palace called Gatekeepers um, in a northern suburb, which is wait, wait, wait. When you call it a nerd palace, is that you making an opinion or is yes. it actually a nerd palace? <laughs> well, I mean, both. It, so <laughs> the first, when you walk in the door, it's like, you know, they sell board games and costumes and equipment, you know, <laughs> sabers and <laughs> scepters. And stuff. Nerd supplies. <laughs> nerd supplies galore. And then the second, the middle part is a bar, like a nerd bar, and you literally roll a d20 to choose a drink off of a list of 20. And if you choose the one that you roll, you get a dollar off your drink. And they all have nerd names, of course. And then the huge part, like the third part um, of this building is a game, like it's just a huge room full of tables and chairs. Um and that's where, like, you can just go there and play board games or D&D or, you know, whatever nerd thing you want to do. So um, we got, you can take in food. So we got some um, crispy, crunchy chicken from the gas station, which is, like, the best fried chicken in the world. <laughs> and uh, took it to this nerd palace. And it was, like, the greasiest experience of my life. Um, and I made uh, a light foot halfling rogue named QC Fat Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> an auto-generated name that I really enjoyed. Um, and we did a, a very short 
story um because the guy who owns the place had to like go pick up his wife so he's like i gotta close early you guys <laughs> so we only had like an hour <laughs> um but it was really fun the, the the guy who was who was running the game did a really great job and gregory helped me create the character and make all the choices um because it gets pretty involved um but i it it you know kind of got me over my prejudice for it and i think that doing a longer campaign would be a lot of fun so you're like i'm in my new experience i'm a nerd now fully now (laughs) i mean this was a bridge i hadn't crossed and i don't know why i was holding off (laughs) i went to a co-worker's wedding you know when i was in my mid-20s or something young and dumb about people and they were well, you know, in military weddings where the <laughs> officers like raise their swords and make the sword canopy or the sword yeah. tent oh, and yes. the couple walks. Yeah. Um, these people's friends all brought their custom lightsabers to <laughs> oh, no. do that. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what am I, what <laughs> what am I, I doing here? What have I got myself into? And I was fairly judgmental about yeah. that because <laughs> like it, it's not, not like I'm a non-nerd but, but I always thought that sort of showing the extent of of your nerdery was yes. kind of cringe as the kids yeah. say like and it's not fine. a nerd nerd she's a cool nerd right it's yeah. it's fine to like that stuff but my god keep it to yourself don't but, tell anyone oh, god. as I've gotten older shame. I'm like you know what Whatever you you yeah. do your thing, and if you like it, that's totally yeah. fine. I like to think that I would have um, been kinder in my heart to that coworker had I gone to that wedding today. I mean, you can still like kind of judge it a little bit, but you know, yeah, it's not hurt- yeah, it's not but hurting part, anybody. You know, the part in the reception where they're all dancing on the dance floor in a big circle, waving their lightsabers in the air. Like, yeah, it's lame, but it's also lame if you're all wearing your Packers jerseys and yes, right. exactly. dancing in a big They're whatever, having a genuinely you know? good time. Yeah. You can't get too bad about like, it. Like, what do I care? Nobody's asking yes. me yeah. to do it. Yeah. And genuinely, I mean, this place, what, I think there were, there were two, uh, I was one of two women that I could tell, and it reeked of BO. Like, there, it was really... <laughs> exactly what you would think it was so you know i was able to like recognize that and kind of chuckle at it but it was a genuinely good time good Good. as long as they're like nice to you and respectful of you yeah yeah everybody was super cool that's cool yep i can't Uh, even i don't even have the base of knowledge to try to make fun of you because i just don't have it so good i will say right and i wouldn't actually do that but i will say the closest i've come to D &D is this TikTok and YouTube account for a guy who uses D&D dice to roll for building sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. It's it's sandwiches built by chance and most of them are terrible. So It's a it's a good way to make decisions. We use them around here a lot actually. Um for choosing like what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Like <laughs> leave it up to chance. Yeah. 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 Cool. I'm going to add yep. roll for sandwich to the tea she recommends list. There we go. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, but that, uh, Meredith, the mailbag? The mailbag. Um, so our uh, 
question of the week last week um, is what's your top meal prep tip? And we got a few Facebook answers and I'm taking notes. Um, Carolyn says, when I break down meat into normal serving sizes for freezing, I will put all the individually wrapped and dated packages in large freezer bags. That way I can see all the chicken at once and I'm sure to use the oldest first. Excellent tip. Very smart. First in, first out. Yep. Good job. Anne says, if I'm making a grain or beans, I make at least twice what is needed. Then mix and match salad slash bowls slash stir fry. Also, lean into popcorn for dinner. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good tip. Yep. Absolutely. It's a whole grain. It's healthy. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Amanda says, honestly, I've given up major meal prepping. I did it when I had young kids, but now that they're grown, I just buy a couple days worth of groceries at a time. Less goes to waste. Yeah, I think that's kind of my, <laughs> that's why I go to the store like three times a week. <laughs> Wait until you live directly next to a grocery store. I'm over there pretty much every day at some point. Kind I mean, amazing. that's how people used to do it, right? You'd go to the bakery yeah. and then you'd go to the meat store and then you'd go to the produce store. Yeah, who needs a refrigerator? Cart. Put everything yeah. in your little cart and wheel it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I don't know, because of work and kids or whatever, I do try to like go once a week basically. But, but then I start, Right now, I'm actually going to start doing the, like, going more often because the kids have baseball and softball, and it's like we're either eating at, like, 5 p.m. or 4.30 or 9 or whatever. Anyway, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to be making dinner as much, and it's always shifting around, so I can't really plan. And the thing that gets me the most panicky is wasting food or having to throw something out. So I'm like, I got to just keep going. It's just not worth it for me to get one big lump sum of meat or whatever things that might go bad. Well, yeah, and you kind of have to plan for, like, whatever weirdness your week holds. Like, okay, I know we're going to be here on this night, so there's no point in cooking. And I know we're going to go out this day, and we're getting DoorDash that day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, groceries have gotten so expensive. So expensive. your point about Mm -hmm. not wasting them is really good. I get get so, like, wigged out by it. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have to throw this out. And I feel like the most... One, they're so expensive. Two, I just feel like a gross American where I'm like, meh, throw away my, you know, this nice meat or whatever. (sighs) I've been trying to freeze stuff before it gets to that point. And our oven has a dehydrate feature, which is a cool way to kind of like. Yeah, because I get freaked out. Um, What used to happen, and I don't do it anymore, is I would freeze stuff because I'm like, well, I'm not throwing it out. And then cut to me six months later throwing (laughs) throwing it out. Throwing out a frozen thing. Yeah, Yeah. I'm throwing out a frozen thing rather than a non-frozen thing. I tried. I forget if we've talked about this before, but does anybody else freeze their smelly garbage? No. No. So if I'm, like, if we have food waste, but I'm not ready to take the garbage out to the dumpster in the back, I will throw it in the freezer like if it's late night, like we just finished cleaning up dinner and there's something smelly and I don't want to take the garbage out because it's late and I'm tired, I will put it in the freezer and then in the morning or whenever I take the garbage out next, I just open the freezer door and see if there's anything that was meant for the garbage. Whoa. Interesting. I yeah. want to support this, <laughs> but I don't know why I'm so grossed out. <laughs> I don't like, like it. A, a perfect example is... A rotisserie chicken carcass if I'm not in my Dukakis mode. Yeah, I was going to say, make some stock, (laughs) but that also takes up a lot of room. If I'm not in my Dukakis mode. (laughs) Send me your turkeys. (laughs) So, like, if I throw that in the garbage can, I don't want that making the garbage smell all chickeny overnight and messing with the cats and, you know, 
the can's pretty closed, but every time, you know, you, you've, you've had that moment where, you, like, you open the garbage can in the kitchen, and it's just like, oh, holy shit. Oh, Why yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I guess so. I'm hashtag blessed because our garbage bin, the big one, is just outside the back porch, so ah. I can just, you know, I just put it, if I really don't want it in the house, I put it outside. <laughs> it's very easy. Yeah, challenging in apartment life. Um, yeah. Like, it's fine, like, right now, I could just go take the garbage out in my mm-hmm. flip-flops or whatever, but middle of the winter or whatever trunching through the slushy snow to get to the dumpster behind the building yeah i guess my reason for not doing that is i don't have any room in my freezer it's like chock yeah. full yeah. yeah i've been trying to be better about that we and again grocery store so close so right uh trying to buy less for the freezer yep all right brie says buy the giant bag of onions from costco and chop them using a vegetable chopper then separate into one cup portions and freeze Teary eyes for an hour means I don't have to chop another onion for months. Also, write my grocery list in order of how I go through the store. Well, yes, of course. Yes, yes you have to. <laughs> Very yeah. good. If I go an op, I mean, I do curbside a lot, so which is just now easier for me to do. But um, and when I go to the grocery store, if I go out of the order that I would normally go into, I'm like lost. I, I mm-hmm. lose things. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Oh, I just end up buying twice as much because I'm like, ooh, that looks interesting. Ooh, that yep. looks fun. I've never seen yep. that before. You know, it's it takes me off of off track. And yep. also, when I'm when I go to check out, I put my items on the belt in the order in which I want to pack them. Yeah. I do that <laughs> too, Anna. To and ever since you said that once, it may, every time I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, I hope they respect the order that I put these <laughs> down on them. <laughs> I just, oh my god, just like. Who are you to decide that the eggs should be held to the side and saved to the end? I put the eggs in that spot because I want the eggs to come down in that order. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. That's kind of why I like thing. going to places where I bag myself. Yeah. Like yeah. I will often do it myself because it's like, okay, this is the way I want it done. I also just want to make sure that whatever thing I'm planning on using as a snack in the car on the ride home is on top. <laughs> true you got to know where the car snacks are yeah yes you can grab them yes um finally Anne louise says one get excited about every season (laughs) very optimistic two plan to make a (laughs) squash and potatoes plan to make a bunch of multi-hour seasonal recipes number three buy too much food number four get stressed about how long the cooking is taking five rejoice in the finished product take pictures for social media Six, have too many leftovers. Seven, swear to just make Trader Joe's dumplings from now on. <laughs> this hurts a little bit. It does. <laughs> it was really honest. This is exactly what I do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Oh, it's, gosh. I know. So many nights I've come home and I'm like, kids, do you want taquitos? And they're like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, truly, we have like easy meal night yeah. um, once a week. And it's like, it's usually Trader Joe's um, dumplings because yeah. they're so good. Ah, uh, the Trader Joe's orange chicken gets us. <sighs> yep. Um, and we're done reading them on the show, but please continue to put your meal prep tips in the Facebook page because I need them. Uh, and everybody needs them. So yes, continue. Yeah, please. I need to expand beyond by chop up a bunch of raw vegetables and take them for breakfast, lunch every day. <laughs> because then I do that and then I have a four o'clock meeting over beers with someone and then realize I had three beers and almost nothing to eat all day. Which is why we had to start the show late tonight. <laughs> Bobby had to sober drunk. up. Yep. Hey, Don Draper. What's going on? God, I wish. Uh, um, uh, and with that, <laughs> uh, 
medium talk is a retirement talk and not like get your financial management in order and all that. We've kind of done that show already, actually. This is more, um, what do we envision as our post-work plan? And, and this has come up for a couple of different reasons. One, because I don't want to die in my job. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but, but more uh, just lighthearted than that, uh, just, just remembering that there's a goal that we're trying to achieve, even if it's a modest one. And so we're calling this Tishi, where do you get off? And this is part of the Tishi Collective Midlife Crisis Collection <laughs> of episodes. Criterion. Uh, Criterion. <laughs> we all put our heads in our hands and go, oh, God, oh, no. no, it's not that far away. Uh, what and, happened? And will, we're going to go out of order because some of us filled out a couple of notes and some of us didn't. And we don't have our usual big, heavy prompts here. I think this is just sort of a quick, casual conversation. But... Um, uh, I, I'm going to go first because I have been thinking a lot about this lately as we sort of chart our next moves here in Albany and Sam's still working in Boston and, mm-hmm. you know, we've got You've a lot of... You've been living a young man's existence for far really too long, have. Bobby. It's yes. fucking exhausting. You've been hustling. Yeah. You, you need to You need to not abandon your hustle, but relax it's your It's turning you into an old yes. man. Downshift. Yes. This is all accurate. And um, I don't have the energy for it anymore. And I was thinking about this, where do I get off prompt um, intermittently for a while before we even really brought it up as a show topic. And I realized that I had it all figured out um, first before COVID and then during COVID because I kind of lived it for a little while because uh, I had the luxury to live it for a little while. And that was the house in Buffalo just as an ideal uh, when I was working from home, very part-time managing Boston Music Aviva in sort of that first year of the pandemic, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when there was nothing going on because the whole world was shut down and we were living in panic and fear and exhaustion and boredom all at oh, once. Good times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the problem is in hindsight, except for the um, terror of never knowing if we would get through it or not and if we might die. Uh, getting up every morning, having a cup of coffee, sitting on the porch, overlooking the garden, being within walking distance of some amount of culture, although most of it was closed at that particular point, going for a walk every day, um, yeah. doing some light uh, nonprofit work, which feels a lot more fun when it feels like you're volunteering and not working. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for me. Like, you know, Sam and I are paying into a, a little bit of, you know, 401k, 403b type stuff. And um, we'll probably never really be able to afford to fully not do anything. But I always said that when we bought that house in Buffalo, that we would live in it or on it one day again when we left. And uh, on it is probably the more realistic option, you know, is sell it at some point. But uh, I just kind of want that part back like now that i have it in hindsight and i realized we didn't die and the world didn't end i mean it was awful for a lot of people and in some ways including us although not as nearly as bad as it was for a whole lot of people uh i just kind of want to do that like i don't need to be at a beach i don't need to be in i don't need to be at the villages in florida right (laughs) uh well, no. that's a lot of people's dream, right? Yeah. I don't need a golf cart to drive me around to the next person's villa 
at a place like that and to i don't need to go to shuffleboard i don't you know just um a decently comfortable house and some outdoor space and the uh capacity to still do some good work hopefully volunteer work like hopefully i'm just doing board service at that point um that's all i want i just want to be i just want it simple i just want to be able to sleep not in all day go to bed a little earlier God, I'm getting old. I just want to be old. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to be old and I don't want to be working. I don't I don't want people yeah. to be relying on me for anything in a yeah. time crunch ever. The next time we all get together, can we play shuffleboard? Because I don't know how to play it. And I, I don't think either. It might actually Bobby, can be you teach fun. Us? I mean, yeah. I don't know that I've played shuffleboard since... Oh, but you've played elementary course, school yeah. or middle school. No, we we did a. I when I was in elementary school, we had a gym class unit that was like lifetime sports or something, and it was like shit you <laughs> prepare could do for retirement forever. Yeah, it was like we Bocce. we bowled and we played shuffleboard, and I can't, I'm trying to remember what else we did. But like horseshoes, it, it, <laughs> horseshoes. But you had to. Yeah, they bocce. gave each kid a cigar and they said, "Stand here and bitch about <laughs> politics and throw this bocce ball." Um, yeah, no, I, I remember distinctly playing shuffleboard in school, but I don't know that I've played it since because I've never been on a cruise. And that's what I think of where I find a shuffleboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there's a YouTube about it. We can ask Bridget. Sure. (laughs) I just suspect it might be fun. Yeah. Is it like, what's the one, like the, like the, um, the winter Olympic sport, um, curling? curling? Yeah. Is it like curling sort of? Well, yeah, but but, but easier. Kind of. I think. Yeah, because because curling you got to have real strong quads because yeah. you got to go down hey. into those kneeling sliding positions. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, curling's mm. big. Buffalo is big on curling. There's lots of like rec league curling. My brother-in-law and his wife are curlers. One of my best friends in Pittsburgh and his wife are curlers. Like it's definitely a thing. It's in a thing. Here this part too. of the country. Yeah, they yeah. try. They actually tried to. Started. Dave knows more about it than I do, but they tried to start like a rec curling league here, but I don't. They I couldn't don't know. find any ice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, it's up there with euchre for things that just sort of exist in this part of the country. Yeah, I forget who I yeah. was with recently, but they asked me if I knew how to play. Oh, is it a work thing? And they're like, oh, you're from Western New York. Do you know how to play Euchre? And I said, yes. And they were like, we've got a monthly game for you. We're looking for people. <laughs> please, please join us. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't have grandiose expectations for retirement. I don't know that anyone in my family has ever retired. Like my uncle, my grandmother's brother, the Zamboni driver in Kempville, Ontario, uh, he retired. But I think at some point that was more like, well, first of all, in Canada. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's different. You're going to be okay if you retire in your 60s. Like there's money for you and uh, social uh, network safety of, net. yeah. you know, there's right. Not even just a safety net, but like, there's just welfare. Like it's just designed that way. Yeah. It's like, there are protests in France right now. Cause they want to change yep. the retirement age from 62 to 64 and people are protesting. <laughs> I feel like when we change it from 65 to 67, everyone was like, yeah, okay. Um, exactly. <laughs> but I also, Whatever. I mean, I'll get serious here for another minute just to say, I also worry about being the guy who works so long that when I stop working, I die two weeks later because yeah, 
that's all I've ever known. And like, right. I don't want to be that guy. Like I want to value, I mean, enjoy what's the point. Rep, like I yeah. said, this is T-She Collective Midlife Crisis Collection. <laughs> Bobby, you can take you can take a vacation, right? Like you take you go on vacation. And I you can do, enjoy although yourself not as much the work. last couple of years, and not just because of COVID. Like the job I have now is much more actively consuming. I was spoiled all those years when I was working basically alone because I could say fly to Seattle and hang out for a week and like log in a couple hours a day at Will's uh, dining room table and be active enough that I was still sort of functioning in work. Now, what I really ought to do is be like, I have 10 vacation days. I'll see you in two weeks. Right. Um, yeah. But I am desperately concerned that the world will burn down if I do that because because that's what work ethos has taught us to think. Right. Yeah. 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 Either everything will collapse or everything won't collapse. Yes. Right. Which, Which is, is worse. even scarier. Scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. So, uh, ah, yeah. capitalism is great. Um, Meredith. Uh, you know, my my garden house or lake house or whatever that is, anything with a deck and a vista. Um, I think your your entry might be <laughs> fairly close to that. Yeah, so I'll get to it. But my, I don't know. I I kind of I maybe naively think that I will be able to retire someday. I've been saving for retirement since I was like eighteen. Not a lot, but you know, I started and compound interest does help. Um, so. You know, even if Social Security, I have no, no. <laughs> reason to believe no. it will still exist, and it's seeming less, less and less likely by the day. No, but I think our, even our it, the people in our age group, you know, no. will yeah. say it's not lower Gen X and and younger. We have no expectation of any Social yeah, Security. Yeah, no. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be there. So I'm aggressively saving for retirement. And so the one grandiose thing I want to do is I want to build a forever house. Um, and this is kind of like the dream that Gregory and I talk about all the time is where is it going to be? We don't really have an exact location, but somewhere quiet. That's important. Cause like, as discussed, I can't, you know, things that keep me awake are light and sound and, you know, <laughs> motion and the wrong temperature and blah, 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 you know, everything. What about birds? So, I foresee that being a problem. That can be kind of a problem, but as long as it's dark, I can sleep through the sound of birds. Okay. Um, it's a mat. Like, I can't. I I do worry about like what if there's a storm and trees scratch on my window and I think it's a robber. You just need to build a dome, a really big <laughs> biosphere. Uh, Merit, I envision you gardening a lot. Like not gardening flowers necessarily, but like growing um, food. Yeah, I think so. We've talked about that too, as like a self sufficiency thing, and. That doesn't yeah. appeal to me exactly, like being totally off the grid <laughs> or anything. Meredith, the doomsday. Prepper. No, well, it's too much work. I'm too lazy for all that. Um, but I would like to, you know, I, I do like to have a little herb garden and stuff like that. So I, I think yeah. I'd like to do that and maybe something. Oh my god! Okay, code? picture this: hmm. Meredith herb garden in a bonnet <laughs> with one of those like open-ended baskets yes. on the crook of her arm. With her little gardening shears, her herb cutting shears, and she's laying, I don't know, kind of lavender in the in the open basket. You know me so well. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing cloths, yep. probably. Of course, of course. From your people. Probably an apron. From my people, apron, yep. I've got little little bluebirds floating around my head. Can you braid your hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah. I would like to have, you know, my, my dream of having a barn full of rescue cats. Um, I think I could, 
you know, if oh I have enough goodness. money <laughs> to do that in retirement, sure. I would love to do that. Have a bunch of guys. I am animals. not getting another cat. And we're like, mm, <laughs> yeah, sure. She has 24 cats, guys. I'm not getting another. If cat. I have a barn, I'm not going to ever say it again. <laughs> I'll just stop lying about it. <laughs> Give me all your misfit cats. Um, yeah, I would love to do that kind of live somewhere off the, not off the grid, but I'd like to have some solar panels and, you know, um, some stuff like that to be a little more self-sufficient. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with like hunting or anything like that. Ooh, um, no. <laughs> but I, I, I still kind of would like to be within driving distance of a Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I feel like this isn't totally out of the realm of possibility. My mom bought a house, you know, th- her version of this. My stepdad had neck surgery and was having a hard time climbing the stairs. And so they bought, they moved to a ranch from a three-story Victorian house to a ranch. And they, their house was at the end of a dirt road and it was surrounded by apple orchards and, a, and woods. And she was five mm. minutes from work. Um like they managed to do it. I think it's, it's kind of possible. Um, yeah. And she was a manager of a cider mill, uh, a psychiatric <laughs> hospital, but you know, same <laughs> slash. Cider yeah. mill. <laughs> How do you think they squashed all those apples? <laughs> hey kids, guess what we're doing today? <laughs> Time to get your aggression yeah. out. But I, I do. It's occupational therapy. Actually. Yes. I yes. Mean, exactly. I look forward to kind of, I I have no problem doing nothing with my days. I'm sure I'll find ways to fill my time. I don't worry about like dying as soon as I'm not working because I don't love work and it doesn't like bring me a ton of personal fulfillment, honestly. Um, So I'm excited to retire. I think I'll be able to do it someday and I think I'll be able to fill my time with relaxing and hobbies and and stuff like that. I don't have the number of hobbies that like Gregory does because he has billions of them but I think I'll be able to fill my time so I'm, I'm looking forward to relaxing I'm already going to bed at like nine you know so I've got that part covered um and I'm learning how like I'm you know now I can make pie dough so I can I'm kind of easing into grandma life I'm I I got a <laughs> I got a canning starter kit the other day so I'm gonna learn how to make jam oh gosh and preserve it so I, I think I'm I think I'm working on it pretty well so where cool. do you want us to send the tubs of rice? I want to make strawberry rhubarb jam. Sounds I don't good. need I don't need I don't need survivalist tubs of food. <laughs> um Hillary. Yes. Uh to the prompt, where do you get off? You wrote, I don't LOL. <laughs> well, I so because I perpetually think of myself as being very young, I'm like, the thought of retiring um, is so, like, I can't even really imagine it. Like, well, okay, one, neither of my parents have retired. I mean, they definitely work less than they do did before. So, like, I kind of model my life after them in that way. So, ideally, what I want is... I mean, if I didn't have to work, that would be fantastic. I don't care about work. I mean, my work is fine, but I don't really care about it. It's not like I feel passionate about commercial real estate. It's mildly interesting to me sometimes, but otherwise, no. Um, But if I, I would love to do what they do, which is basically, you know, work enough to like support yourself, 
but then travel a bunch. And that's really what I want to do. I want to have a nice enough home that I feel very safe and cozy in. Um, I'm not quite the homemaker that I'm not grow- making an growing jam. I'm not, yeah, clearly I'm not How do you grow jam, jam Hillary? I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making jam. Um, I'm not gardening. I like to have a nice home. I actually do love a ranch style home. This is my showing my Texas roots because I love a ramp, like a long ranch style. There's house. tons of them in um, Texas. <laughs> there's not a ton of, as many in Austin as there are in yeah. Dallas, but just cause I think there was a style of like the sixties when they, they built all of them. Um, but I would love to have a one story house and some dogs, but I also really, my ideal would be to travel a bunch. Um, and not all the time everywhere, but like just having a couple of big trips a year. I don't know why that is just seems so fun to me to like see different parts of the world and then have a cozy home to come home to that my kids can come home to and, and enjoying that. Now I, you know, as I've gotten older, I was very, very dumb as a young person about saving for retirement, but we've gotten a little bit better about it. So I, you know, we'll see if it ever actually happens, but just to like, I want to, I don't need like, and I don't need, you know, the nicest settings, but you know, comfortable travel environment. If, if I could afford first class, then that would be great too. And nice hotels, but I just want to see the world. And that's kind of my goal is to see everything. Hillary, your so travel comment, to it totally, I forgot to mention that my, I have an ultimate goal of going on a Viking river cruise. Oh, um, oh, and I cannot yes. wait until I'm yes. old enough to do that. And I have, <laughs> I, <know>. I have <laughs> this really great, so my friend Jocelyn and I have this pact that once we're that age, I don't know, Grace and Frankie age or whatever it is, we're going to be ducked yeah. out head to toe in Eileen Fisher linen you know, yes. draped in linen, <laughs> and we're going to go on a Viking river cruise to some Scandinavian country and drink white wine on the deck of this river cruise. And that's that's going to be the pinnacle of retirement for me. really yes. nice. Uh, Hil- Hillary, you would like, so we had neighbors on Mayfair Lane who we adore. We still keep in touch with them. And they went away for like seven weeks straight. And we were like, where are you going? And they're like, well, we're going on a cruise. And I just said, there are no cruises that long, really. Really, no normal cruises that long. It's because they went on two Viking River cruises back to back with like a four-day layover between them somewhere in Europe. I got a cruise through the Netherlands rivers. They're everywhere. (laughs) One wasn't enough. (laughs) I did one time look up, um, because Rory was asking about New Zealand. The workouts that I do are new zealand based so he's always you know in the mornings he's watching me doing them and he's like where's new you know asking about new zealand um and then he said asked like how long it would take to get there and i said "Ah, you know the flight's probably i don't know 20 hours i don't know exactly how long it is and he said well could you take a boat there and i said well you can but i don't and there are cruises from like los angeles to new zealand they are so long though what's that like two weeks or something (laughs) i feel like that's when you're on a boat that long in the ocean, there's like the 30% chance of a mutiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you better have like the cocktails and the food ready to 100% go. 100% chance times. of norovirus. Forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That, that's far too long in international waters. Yeah. Like there are no laws on a ship for six weeks. No, no, no. Um, the other thing that I was thinking is I would like to satisfy my ideals of 
um, because I complain about the weather wherever I am or I'm thinking about the weather. Like, for instance, right now we're verging into summertime, of course. Like when I got back on Monday, I went for a walk and it was hot. It smelled like summer and I can't tell you what that's. It just smelled like summer. And I was like, oh, God, we're already here. And then today it is 49 degrees and raining. So it's like kind of all over the place right now that it's, you know, my goal of like, I like spring mostly in Texas and I like, I'd want to go to Colorado or something in the summer, Mexico sometime, maybe in the winter, New England in the fall. So trying to do that. Bobby, what you said. Fucking it, peeper. I, yes. I want to be a peeper. Um, <laughs> what I really don't want to do like Monday, I got, we back, got back on Sunday from New York and I had taken that buffer day. I hadn't really told everybody that it was, I just said we were getting back on Monday because they don't need to know. I even looked up like what potential flight would have gotten in at certain times so I could make sure <laughs> I'm covering my bases. Not their business, but okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, but then they were like, I, this guy that we work with was like, I need to talk to you today. I need to talk to you about this thing. And I said, okay, I can talk at four. And I just don't want that life. And I don't want people besides my family to be dependent on me on stuff. I mean, there. I don't even want my family to be dependent on me for stuff. (laughs) But I, you know, it's just, it is sort of, it's for like meaningless things, you know, it's sort of silly stuff in the long run. And I don't really want that life anymore. I, I accept that I probably will have to work to some degree, but I don't want there to be this sort of time, not time consuming, like, um, something what is the word I'm looking for where I I need to get something in on time and it's all dependent on me to get it done nobody else can do it they have to figure it out and that yes there's a part of me that's like yes everybody depends on me but then a part's like I just kind of want to go away and nobody has to rely on me to get a spreadsheet done I think those are called Um, responsibilities I know I don't like that though somebody else should be able to do (laughs) them um, anyway, there should so, be no single point of failure for a no, multi-million yes. dollar company. And it is always me, like just, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? Oh, we need you to do this. I'm like, why does I? they, in my work, they don't give the brokers, I guess for a decent reason, they don't give them, they only give them Adobe Reader, but for the staff, <laughs> the non-commissioned staff, everybody else has like Adobe Acrobat. So I'm the only one that they're like, I need to move this page around or I need to edit this one thing. We don't have the native. It's on me to do it because I'm the only one that has Acrobat. So they're just like looking at me. I have the exact same problem in my office. There are two of us who have Acrobat and I'm the sucker Ugh. who usually people will. Yes. Why is it a licensing issue? It's just yeah. an expensive license. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I think that's what it I, is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Hillary's office can't afford another sixty dollars license not. for Adobe Acrobat. I have to send everybody's docu signs on my team because they only those cost money and they only give them to yeah. people who really really need them. So I have to docu sign for everybody. Like even things they only have to sign themselves, I have to send it to them. There's also the learned helplessness of people. Yeah. Like, can't do it. You know, sometimes it's good working at a university. Mm-hmm. We get yes. all those licenses for cheap yep. and everybody got them. It's nice. Yeah. No, it's just me. I've got the whole pack. Anyway, so yes, I, I it's simple except that I will be expensive because I want to travel all over the world and have a nice house. And like, be. I want my day to be like, oh, I've got so much going on. I'm going to lunch with my friend and then I'm getting a manicure and then I'm getting a massage. It's a lot of a lot of appointments. I'm going to do that all that and nice. then I have to harvest the rhubarb too. Like, man and if you don't harvest the rhubarb that stuff gets out of yeah (laughs) obviously 
<laughs> uh, speaking of out of control, and you didn't write anything. So what the hell am I, I supposed to to think of your retirement plan? What what's the deal? Well, contrary to what you all think, I really don't have a retirement plan because I can't get to the point where I think about it enough. Like I have a little bit of all of you in me in that I have no trust for the social safety net. No. And like, I don't, I don't know. I'm such a small C conservative person that I just don't know how much money I need to survive and be able to quote unquote (laughs) retire. Like my financial planner um, assures me that we're like, if we keep all of my contributions and everything like exactly as they are and, you know, our forecasts on inflation and, you know, whatever, whatever it runs about right, that I'm like 98% funded for my retirement at this nice. point. Yes. Or, or I'm on track to be 98%. Yeah. And yeah. I don't trust 98%. I want 200% mm-hmm. before <laughs> I feel okay about this and I sort of wonder like we've talked about this a little bit more for Hillary and and I grew up upper middle class and pretty comfortable and never had to worry about budgeting or bills or how we're going to pay that and I don't know if you feel the same way that I do but I kind of feel that that's hurt me a little bit yeah yeah 100% because I like I felt like I have some expectations or I, yes, no, absolutely. Right. I can be like, I just don't know. Unlike those of like you and Bobby and Meredith growing up, having to know all your pennies and know all the costs. Oh, are you and, saying this actually yeah. growing give up me and, character like my mom always said? Yeah, I, don't <laughs> yeah, I think so. actually it did. I just, I don't, I just think that I don't have enough real world experience experience with that or maybe foundational experience that I that I understand and am able to process uh the idea of how much is enough kind Mm of you know how much does a banana cost ten (laughs) dollars um like I don't like I don't I don't know I've never until I got out on my own I never had to you well, know, and we don't know how much stuff, stuff is going to cost when we're that age either. Like, there is still a lot of unknowns. Right. Um, there are a lot of known unknowns and a lot of yeah. unknown unknowns to yes. okay, Donald. quote Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I think some part of what growing up poor did to me is that in a good way, like, I know how to do it and there are much worse things. Yeah. Um, right. Yes. So yes. it doesn't really scare me. I don't know. I think I'm on track to and Sherry. Uh, good old Sherry has me set up pretty well. I don't think I'm going to be dirt poor or anything, but like there are worse things. I know how to survive without a lot of money. Um, so I guess I don't have a lot of anxiety about that. Oh yeah. And I, yeah. and it's like, I don't have any specific fears on it. I just have fear and it's anxiety. like this nebulous fear. Yeah. Of, and and yeah. I think uh, starting out, pretty slow on the savings. I mean, I worked in retail for most of my 20s. I certainly wasn't raking it in with that. And now I'm at the point where I make a decent salary, but I just, I really sort of keenly feel the loss of that compounded interest (laughs) in all of that. So like, I've never gotten to the point where I feel confident enough to start thinking about what I want and what my retirement would look like that being said 
I like what you say, Hillary, about traveling. And I think five years ago, I would have been right there with you. But I also do find now here we get to the other serious part of the conversation is that I'm so uncomfortable in my body. The last over the last few five, six, seven years that it's become daunting to move through the world feeling that uncomfortable, even just like sit, you know, moving through airports and going places. I just don't feel good about it. And when I was on the thinner end of all this, you know, back in the good old eating disorder days, (laughs) I didn't have those feelings at all. Like I felt more like I belonged in the world and I could navigate in the world in a way that I don't feel anymore, which is maybe why the last time I did a big trip, it was Portugal. And that was like, what, five years ago? Already? That was... And I was already... I know it was before I, I was on the show, wow. I think. So yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago. And this I, is a, a note for us to re-air the episode Portugal, of Portugal the, the Anne. Anne. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good name. And, and that was also a hard trip for me. Like I didn't exactly enjoy it at the time because I was so tired and jet lagged and kind of daunted by being yeah, there. I remember you like saying I was that. just like, I just I just want to be in my bed. Yeah. I yes. just want to go home. I think I'm becoming even more of a homebody. So it's like I love the idea of traveling and seeing the world and, you know, going to fucking Machu Picchu and visiting New Zealand and all of that stuff. But I don't know if I have the emotional stamina to be in the world that way anymore. And it's not going to get better as I get older. That's for sure. So I don't know. I don't know if that's in the future for me. I think it's probably going to look a lot like what it looks like now, only less computer. Less work, yeah. <laughs> yes, less computer. Yeah. Well, oh it's okay, because when you get old, you don't know how computer works anymore. <laughs> oh, God. So that's logical. Yeah. One of your, your you nephew know, I... can come over and set up your router for you. <laughs> I am dealing with this and I, and I gotta say like my mom is really good with computers especially for someone who did not work outside of the home for like 25 years she missed yes. the computer revolution through the 80s and the mm-hmm. 90s and into the 2000s but you would never know my it mom's pretty darn how, good at it too yeah she's incredibly competent now my aunt on the other hand who I am <laughs> working with a little bit these days like I don't know. And it's part of it is just her outlook on the world. And I'm pretty sure she's not going to listen to my blog, but this is not critical (laughs) of her really. It's just that she kind of um, doesn't see the benefit so much. Like she doesn't see the, the improvement in life given by technology. So she doesn't pursue it that much, but I really don't want to get out of step with the world. Not saying that I would uh, like, hello my fellow kids that's not where I want to be but I want to be able to navigate the world as it is not the world as I wish it was yeah yeah so I like I don't I don't know I I'm such a homebody already I think, I think I just, the baking with Ann TikTok is just waiting to launch yeah oh yeah oh, sure 
I read an article about this like 92 year old lady or whatever who is a Holocaust survivor, an Auschwitz survivor, and she does TikToks with her grandson Aww. to teach the kids today Aww. about what it was like to be in concentration oh camps so that wow. it doesn't get for- forgotten. And I'm like, okay, wow. you missed there the part go. about how that's I was trying to make this a less depressing one good, episode. Well, that's one good use of TikTok. Like, one ha, good thing blocked you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I would be thrilled to get that between the video of the guy who rates arcade games and the guy who yeah. rates for sandwiches. Yeah. And I can set aside a parcel of land on my property for you, wherever it happens to be. You don't have to come visit me or anything if you don't want to, but maybe maybe oh. I can build you I a house. I mean, Hobbit if there's a, like a, a good bed, like, yeah. I'm all down yeah. with that. I just, be I, careful, I'm a though. simple person. If if we all decide to move to a compound, then we're just realizing Mike's dream of Quebecus. I I'm not opposed to it. No, it'd no, be fine. no. Only, I mean, no offense, Hillary, but I'm not sure that I want the qu- best qualities, the se- secessionary qualities from Texas nah. and Quebec. I to, won't. Like, I won't rule bring them. I won't bring them. <laughs> I promise. Hillary arrives at the comp- compound with her arsenal. At like a come and take it flag or something. Well, if, you, if you bring the guns, I'll bring the poutine. Bobby, I'm going to need you to feed the cats while I'm on my river cruises. But other than that, pretty easy, I think. The other, the other thing that I worry about retirement-wise is that I really don't take a lot of time off. I actually am taking tomorrow, Friday, and Monday off. So I'm having a four-day weekend just to have it because, like, I don't know. I just, I always say, I'm like a plow horse. You just take me out of the barn every morning and hitch me up and I go. <laughs> like, I don't, I just plot along the row of the field, <laughs> right? And I never, like, think about it. Like, I could take time off. Like, I could go on a vacation. I could do something. I could go somewhere. Like, it doesn't really even occur to me. So I'm trying to be better about that. But the problem is when I actually take a few days off, it's about day four. I start to get bored yeah 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 and Mm. it's not something that i would think would happen to me because i've got all the books to read and all the television to watch and all the things to bake and i'm teaching myself how to crochet now and like wow i know just send me back to the 1800s (laughs) like i'm 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 gonna learn to can yeah i'm gonna need that hobbit hole yes i know i see it i see Anne and meredith like um, Meredith's growing the rhubarb and you're making rhubarb mm-hmm. pie or something and it sounds great to me is. actually it does it's just, uh, so like like I don't know I I think it's I've really avoided thinking about retirement because number one I feel insecure about being ready for it and number two like I don't I don't know anymore the world is big and scary and I am not all that sure that I want to be in it anymore which is now getting very dark which is also true of me so i don't know it's a it's a weird time I understand that yeah yeah in my brain mm-hmm. when you're not young so you don't like have your whole life to look forward to but then again you're not old no so my body feels that way but you can't like i can't see how my life is going to wrap up. So I'm in this weird limbo. Oh, sounds like you need a red Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want to play Stardew Valley. Oh, <laughs> well, he's coming out with Haunted I mean, Chocolatier pretty soon, so you you can graduate. I know. I don't think that's going to be for at least another I know, year or something. But Stardew, I got I got to rip. I got to replace my PC because the stupid thing is on its last legs, and I think that I might move into Stardew Valley on the PC so I can mod yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but it sounds I, like fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I need more yeah. content. But I just I just want to live in Stardew Valley, guys. Is that so <laughs> much to ask? I mean, it took an hour and 20 minutes, but we got to the yes. answer. You want to just pet Man goats to live in and Stardew Valley. chickens all day. Yes. And dinosaurs. And I want to go fishing. Yep. And I want to go mining. Mm-hmm. And I want to romance the townspeople. Oh, Harvey. And that's all. Oh, man. You can have Harvey. Uh, so <laughs> on that note, listener, question of the week. Uh, we decided that for uh, reasons of decency on Facebook that the question would not be phrased, where do you get off? Uh, but instead, what are you looking forward to most uh, when you retire and we've got some listeners who are retired. So maybe you can give us a, a twist on that, which is like, what did you think you were looking forward to and how has it yeah, realized? That's a good oh my one. God. Yes. Blaze the path for us guys. Help tell us. Us. Reassure me. Yep. Yep. Tell us, tell us what we should be doing. Tell us what we're doing wrong. What, what do you wish you had done? So what are you looking forward to most when you retire? If you've got a short amount of wisdom, put it on the Facebook page. If you have more wisdom, Call us or send us mm-hmm. an email, please. And with that, Hillary, TC recommends HHC. Um, yeah, I just finished an HHC and I kind of, okay, and TM Ann, because it really, that this was her, her beautiful idea. Um, but I was looking for a book. I, I, I have like unsubscribed to a fair amount of podcasts that I was listening to and I was like, why am I, I don't like this anymore. You know, it just is negative or whatever. I just had to peel out of it. Um, so anyway, that being said, I was looking for an HHC and I don't know, it's kind of over the Regency ones cause it's like all the same tropes over and over again. Yep. Okay. And you know, all, rom- not all, but most romantic novels are like kind of the similar tropes. And this one is the same. It, it has one. I don't know why it's just real. I was in the right place, the right mode for it, but it's called it happened one summer by Tessa <laughs> Bailey. The, it, I don't know why it was very sweet. Okay. Let me just say, it was very sweet. It kind of started off like, okay, like I get it and whatever. He's like a grumpy fisherman. She's from LA and like whatever. Well, well we know how that's going to work. But then, and it was like. And he just walked into her Toomey store. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I, they, she goes up to Washington, whatever. It doesn't matter. She goes up to Washington to like work at this bar. Anyway, she meets him. Oh, my God. I tried to read this one. <laughs> okay. And, I hated it. Okay. But listen, I really liked it. But then I got to the sex scene and I was like, oh, my God. It was like I I was at work and I'm like, please, God, do not let my AirPods like somehow malfunction because, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I was really taken by it by the end. I think I was just the right place, right time for me. So it happened. Yes, I definitely. I bought this. and And, and I think... It hit the tropes too hard for me it, in the beginning, so I it, couldn't give it enough time I, to get into it. I, that's what I'll say. In the very beginning, I was like, I don't know about this. Like, I'm a, I'm going to hit the audible return because that's the lovely part about audible is you can be like, I don't like it. Um, then once I kind of got past the hump of, uh, of uh, you know, them You're sort of <laughs> <laughs> of them kind of establishing their, their relationship, I was like, okay, I'm in. And 
Oh boy, there was. A, I feel like a lot of times there'll be like one really good sex. Well, there's like one flirty kind of sex scene, and then there's like one like good sex. I mean, truly, I'm listening right. to porn at work, and then the, then it kind of peters off a little bit. But this one had like five sex scenes, and I was like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed, but also excited. So, anyway, yes, we all know that I only subscribe for the wordy ones. <laughs> <laughs> So this I mean, is the I, uh, Pipe Piper Bellinger adventure here. Yes, yes. I guess I'll give it another try. <laughs> well, and actually, speaking of TikTok, I was like, "Was this popular?" I, I guess I just like missed it because I actually had read some of her other books, and they were cute as well. I mean, they're similar; they're very light. Um, but the um, I went on TikTok to just kind of look. I guess they were like casting because there's going to be a movie, and I guess they were casting it or whatever. But there's also like on Book Talk, it'd be like if you want the spicy scenes, these are the chapters there, <laughs> and it just like gets like chapter fifteen, chapter eighteen. Well, I remember I I bought it because I read one of those articles that are like you know ten actually good romance novels and I was like all right I'll try this and then yeah. I started reading it. I was like oh my god this no, is the cream no. of the crop I can't like I figured it was another verity situation where you see everybody else raving about yes. it and you're like what on earth are you talking about there are definitely some you have to take those with a grain of salt because there's one there was a book about like I don't remember some girl that was dating a football player and everybody was like this one was so amazing and I could not get like she talked in hashtags I couldn't no. like I couldn't deal with it um but yes I agreed the first you know a little bit of this was slow going but then then I enjoyed it and I finished it today so all right um, yeah. well hey I got something to look forward to <laughs> yeah. on my four-day hey. weekend uh the Goodreads <laughs> reviews are great just <laughs> At the risk of sounding melodramatic, Tessa Bailey has brought me back from the brink of, quote, do I actually like books? Wow. Not once, but <laughs> wow. twice this year. Goodness. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't take it that far. Yeah. But I just remember it was like the first time she meets him, he's so rude to her. And I'm like, what? No human being actually acts this way to a stranger. Yes. Like I, what, what I did, I think that's what made me happy is after like the, a little bit of that, then like, then that stops like that kind of stops happening that part of the like not meet cute but whatever they like haters to lovers kind of thing is quicker than a lot of books because sometimes that happens and it goes on for too long and you're like all right i get it there are opposites i get it but this ended up being sort of sweet and they had sex in a hospital spoiler alert (laughs) two words colon bearded (laughs) fisherman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, it doesn't do it for me. Really, <laughs> think about how stinky that's gonna be. I know she talks about like the smell of the sea on him, and I'm like, that's not the only smell that would be on it. We just want to be the sea. Yeah, that's uh, called dead fish, girl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the brine covers up the uh, fish guts. Uh, and there's another one on there for you, too, I think. Oh, me saying, <laughs> well, I do have this problem. I did not write this down, but I do have this problem. Sometimes if I get a little stoned and watch a movie, I think it's like the best movie that I've ever seen. So don't really <laughs> trust me. But I did get a little stoned a little while ago and watched Magic Mike 2. And I was like, is this the best movie I've ever seen? I've also done that with Chasing Amy. And oh, that movie oof. was meant for well, that. I thought that was uh, the best movie, but I was 16 and sober. I was going to say, I was 18 mm-hmm. years old, so it was very profound to me. Um, and I also, the one that I remember, what is it called? It's with Liv Tyler, Stealing Beauty. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I, I, I thought you were going to say Empire Records. 
I mean, I did too. That one, no, no, no. This is where she goes to Europe. It's like a. It was like kind of like a faux prestige kind of movie. Like it's all kind of beautiful and artistic, but it's also really weird if you watch it now. She's 19. She goes to Europe and she's a virgin. She's like trying to, you know, whatever, lose her virginity. And I was like, this is the, d-. and I was also a virgin at the time. And I was like, this is the deepest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this is what I want my life to be like. <laughs> I remember that, but I don't, don't think I ever me. saw it. This yeah, is also not fun. the first time we've had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I think I think we can't have a conversation where Liv Tyler comes up where we don't just get on this road. Um, and speaking of, uh, this is also redundant, but I don't think the road trip ever hit Delaware. I think somehow we skirted past it. Hi, we did yeah. DC. I, I'm in Delaware. I think nobody picked a movie from Delaware. <laughs> yes, I think well, it was included in a group. I must have been off that week because I would have absolutely picked Empire Records. Yes. All I can think yeah. of is because Wayne's World when they're like, hi, we're in Delaware. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and side note, speaking of the next Tishi movie road trip show is going to be mm. NorCal. Yeah. Uh, eventually. Someday. Yeah, I got to pick my movie. Too. We're slowly but getting spe- there. Speaking of long movies, everything I looked at, I was like, two and a half hours. I'm not picking that. I know. Yeah. Who's got time Everybody, for that? We're not every retired. filmmaker. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I will put a link for the guy who rolls dice to decide what he's going to put on sandwiches in the show notes. His handle everywhere is Adventures in Arcadia. That sounds like fun, no. actually. Yeah, Adventures in Ardia. Adventures in Ardia. Yeah. <laughs> you can forgive me for getting it wrong, given that. Uh, yeah. And he just had a baby, so uh, he and his wife just had a baby, rather, so he's off on a break between seasons. But I think he's got a new one starting soon, so it's worth it. I am amused. Having a baby is kind of like rolling the genetic dice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> on brand. Um, Anne, you can decide here, please. <laughs> but I'm looking at please. Adventures in Ardia. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm back now. Scrolling down. All right, if you would like to get involved with this show, which we really hope that you do, because God knows we need some people to guide us through the remainder of our short lives on this pathetic planet. Hey, hey up, up. Negativity train, up. <laughs> wait, pull oh, the nose up. Okay, 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 okay. I'm just going to like walk into the Take river. Take two. Oh, guys. wait. That's, that's no. better. I'm going, no. I'm going on the Viking River cruise with Meredith, and then at some oh, point no. I just want to jump <laughs> off I'm the map. just going to be like, where's Anne? <laughs> She's in the river. <laughs> she swept down the fjord. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh this show has everything.com where you can find the show posted every week if you like to listen on the internet which i don't know you might uh the facebook group is where you can answer the question and bring us your wisdom and also post about greece too and guys yes. we have to our next watch along episode has to be uh, greece legally too. can we yeah. just can 200 we just... baby 200 we had to it's, have two people 200 that's what it's i in the yeah. zeitgeist because of that that yeah. other that show that's coming out so yeah we should do it yep. yeah. it has to happen we've been talking about it for too long so yes. that's what we're going to do any grease to memes or articles or anything that you find are very welcome on our facebook group uh the show twitter <laughs> we don't do that kind of um technology we're we're backing away from that particular <laughs> slice of social media but you should email us at tshow at gmail.com and send us a voice memo with your life advice and your retirement advice for us because as i said 
I'm jumping off the Viking River cruise. Uh, <laughs> fax Bobby your butt and anything else you think he might like at 617-354-8513. Like pornographic pictures of sandwiches? I don't know. Probably, Probably like that. Yeah. I mean, but that and butts is a Venn diagram that we could explore. <laughs> yeah. um, episode 200, by the way, is going to be like the end of July, I think. So that could be uh-huh. very summer movie yeah. time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I Go like back. it. Back to school again. That's a good number. Um, anyway, the AOL keyword is T she. Thanks for joining us. And that was everything that we know about retirement. I don't know. Help us. I don't Start. know. I'm a kid. I don't <laughs> retire.
Hey, I'm in New York. I got a gun. Let's go to a Broadway show. 